Well, then, it's that time of year. It's been a long, dark off season. I have not watched a second of football since our collapse to the 49ers in the postseason of the 2021 year. But I'm ready to get hurt again, baby. I'm back. Yeah, you took you took a real hiatus. Um, that was that was impressive. I was I was thoroughly gambling on every game like a degenerate. So it was it was. I a took, fun I came home that night. I took every piece of Cowboys memorabilia in my home, which is significant amount of shit that I have accumulated. Every T-shirt, every polo, every item of memorabilia, my neon sign that I had on this wall. I put it all in bins and I drove it in the middle of the night to a storage unit and stashed it in there. And it has not, that door has not been unlocked since the end of the year. So it's been waiting in there for me. It's like, it's like the ring, you know, it's like, Andy, well, Hey, it's you time know what, for a new season. You know what, you know what the saying is, you know, next year's always our year and it's, it's, it's next year time, baby. Yeah, that said, it doesn't feel like our year, dude. This is this has been a tumultuous offseason for the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker, we are gladly back. Boys will we be are, boys. This is boys will be boys. We're down one member right now. Zach fucking ghosted our asses for this episode. So yeah, he Captain will be flamed. Love, uh may or may not may or may not uh be on. Who knows? Who could say? He 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 will be flamed until he returns either this episode or next week for our draft preview show uh Mm. so stay tuned in for that but we figured hey the draft preview should be its own episode this week let's just sit down and go through what has happened since that fateful night of the the slide as i will refer to it from now on oh god Uh, (laughs) that actually that actually will be a good title for that game yeah it's the slide game dude so since the slide game to now there's been a lot of movement uh, the Dallas Cowboys are a much different team than the one that jogged off the field against San Francisco. So uh, we want to go through all of that and just take a look at like what this team needs uh, as a to set the table for the dra- upcoming NFL draft where the Cowboys will hopefully attempt to address some of those needs. So let's dive right in. Ben, what do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with... I guess the first major wave. Let's go Amari Cooper, who is uh has former parted, Dallas Cowboy. Former Dallas Cowboy. Amari Cooper, he was uh it was very quick when the offseason began that he was on potential cap watch. Like he may be a cap casualty, and we pretty much dismissed that. It just didn't make a lot of sense. And then they said they were gonna straight up cut him, which made no sense. And then they ultimately only got a fifth round pick which a lot of people are pissed about. But I think when the whole world knows you're going to cut a guy, you're not going to get a lot yeah. of offers. Like, that's Absolutely just the not. way the world works. So, um, very strange. But, yeah, Amari Cooper was traded to the Cleveland Browns um, for a fifth-round pick. And so he is he is no longer a Dallas Cowboy. And it's a weird thing, man, because, okay, Amari Cooper, we, we paid a first-round pick for him back in, what, 2018, 2017? Sounds right. I think. And, you know, I, I remember the, the day that pick went down. It was r- around the same time the Giants got Golden Tate for like a second or a third. And there were people that were straight up like, oh, my God, the Cowboys got fleeced. The Giants have got like a better receiver for a lower cost, all this shit. And to that effect, I think Amari proved all those people wrong. Um, Amari was. Yeah, because remember how very bad the much offense a- was pre-Amari. Yeah, we people forget, and I, I say this about Dak too, dude. People forget what it was like before these guys were here. Like people have, we've been lucky, but between Romo and then just like straight to Dak, we haven't seen really bad quarterback play in Dallas in almost two decades. And people forget the Quincy Carter, Drew Bledsoe years. They forget what that looks like, and it becomes really easy to complain about Dak Prescott, Tony Romo. Same with wide receiver play. Um, we were rolling out there with like Alan Hearns and Cole Beasley and T-Dub as our one, two, three. And Amari came in here and at least put somebody on the field. You were going to have to cover like, I mean, 2018, they made a, they made a run. I mean, they won a playoff game and you could say that the whole team is basically post Amari trade and pre Amari trade night and day. So absolutely. 
I think looking back at the Amari era before we say whether it's good or bad, I, I think it was it wound up being a good trade. It is odd now that he's only twenty seven. Like he feels like he's been in the league for fucking ever. And he's well, part of that's injury, like man. If he was playing every game every year, it'd feel he'd feel younger. But he has the he it reminds me of Dez where you get thirteen games a year out of him. Like Well, I yeah, a lot of people wondered why. And I think it all comes down to like he got a big deal. He was getting five for a hundred, basically. Yeah. Huge and, elite top five wide receiver money. And that was is, at the end of twenty nineteen season, and we said the Cowboys had it out. That was basically the same time Michael Gallup's contract came up that they were going to choose. Once they once they went in the first round and drafted CeeDee Lamb, which I think is one of the reasons that this was precipitated by, you knew they weren't going to be able to keep all three in likelihood. So either Gallup or Mari was going to be a casualty, and they decided to to make it a Mari. Whether you agree with that or not, I think that's the mindset. And... um. I don't know. I, I, I'm torn because I think they're definitely a worse team without him. But I also, I mean, I also say it's hard to argue. really paying to his contract. Really oh, wasn't. yeah. I was going to say it's hard to argue with the Jerry Jones statement that, look, we if you just look at Amari since he got here, okay, you pretty much know what you're going to get out of Amari when he plays the whole season, okay? Amari's game is between 80 and 90 catches for about 1,100 to 1,200 yards and six to eight touchdowns. And that's those are not bad numbers by any stretch. That's totally good. But it's not a game-breaking wide receiver. It's not who you hope. When you when they drafted C.D. Lamb, they're not hoping he does See, that. He, he, yeah, I agree that he almost, though, he's an enigma. Like, the, the problem with Amari Cooper has always been like, I mean, we have games where he completely took over, you know, against Philly, yeah. um, against Washington, multiple games where he has the, the Viking, like the Vikings game this last year when Dak was out and he just like individually he, beat the uh, Vikings in the fourth quarter. Hell, even the first game, you know, I'm looking at his game log, even this first game against uh, Tampa, you know, he had yeah, his best game of the season was game one. Right. Um, yeah. And then he 13 just for 139 and two man, touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, and then he just has stretches where you just forget he's even on the field. And yeah, when just... they're playing the Giants on when they're playing the Giants, and don't get me wrong, the Cowboys won this game easily. It was twenty-one to six, but Amari Cooper gets five targets and he catches two balls for eight yards, and that's it. And you're paying that guy twenty million dollars. At twenty million dollars, every single game is worth like one point two million. So <laughs> in a hard cap pay... league, and we look. I said this That's and 600,000 to catch Andy. that night in New York. Yeah. Look, he had less than a thousand yards this year, and I know he missed a couple games, but I I said if they're not going to use him as a true wide receiver one and pepper him with targets the way I'm not saying he's Devontae Adams. I'm not saying he's, you know, on that level, but if he's not gonna get ten targets a game, then you can't pay him what you're paying him. And so either need to find a way to incorporate him more and be a focal point or you needed to give him the boot and they chose to give him the boot. I mean, his last games, I mean, he was getting seven targets, seven targets and the playoffs. He did get 10. He had six for 64. He had that one nice TD, but I mean, that was, I don't know. I, I don't know if you agree with that or not, Andy, just, it seemed like no, they I, didn't I think you're right. ever utilize him as a true stud receiver that his contract said he was. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I, and again, there's going to be people that say that's on Kellen, that's on Dak, um, whatever the situation. The Cowboys put themselves in a situation where ha whoever's fault it was, the current setup of the team was not going to allow for this guy to produce $20 million worth of value. And especially yeah. in a year like this, where cap had become such an issue and you're going to have to make hard decisions, a $20 million chunk, for a guy that I'll be honest, I think if I'm putting myself in the Cowboys shoes, they ultimately think that he can be replaced by CD lamb. They think that CD lamb is on the trajectory to be a number one receiver in this league. And with Gallup next to him, you don't need three number one receivers. You need two or three good weapons through the air on offense. And I think that they believe that a healthy Gallup and CD can provide 
at least as much as the combination of the three of them who are having to split targets. So whether that's true or not, I have my own little, you know, tiff with CD lamb. Um, but they certainly seem to be full speed ahead on him, believing him to be the future of the wide receiver position. Well, and if you look, you know, kind of take a league wide look at this. I mean, the chiefs just traded Tyree kill. Who's only 20, eight years old. Devontae Adams just got traded after a massive contract to uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, I I think we're entering an odd era where we're dedicate that much cap to them. Yeah. Like you can find, you can find a guy on a rookie deal that gives you enough that in a hard cap league, paying a receiver, quarterback money is just off the table and i know his contract now looks better and better as you know these deals signed but still i mean you know they they saved what i mean they had to take a penalty i think they saved nine million for his cap yep right i can't remember what the dead money was but you know i i don't know like i said time will tell but they instantly did use that money on another guy they did resign um michael gallup man so michael gallup yeah. will be coming back so, as a cowboy i i thought the acl tear was gonna hurt his value andy but he actually got a pretty five for 62 i believe pretty yeah. fat little contract so you know what like i've been this the listeners of this podcast know that i have been a huge michael gallup supporter for his entire time in dallas um I think he's has all the makings of a, a pretty much a perfect number two. And um, I think he was, he was significantly harmed in his production by the, by his relegation to the third spot, kind of like, you know, I don't know if he was like third on the depth chart or whatever. He was certainly playing the, the Y position, but while they put, you know, lamb in the slot a lot of the time, but I think Gallup as your number two go-to option and kind of, the option that Dak is super familiar with. He's very comfortable throwing up a, you know, a 50, 50 ball to Gallup. Um, I think that's when Gallup's at his best. Uh, I think he's great after the catch and I think he can do tremendous work up in the air. He has underrated verticality. So I'm okay with it. Obviously uh, ACL tears are scary. And so we just have to hope that modern medical science makes this, all seem okay. I have to think it is. Um, ACL tears just aren't what they were when we were kids. Like I remember yeah, like when we were like 10 dudes, anymore. dudes changing their tearing their ACL. It was like, Oh, they're never going to play again. Like dude, now they come know, back in like 10 months they're, they're, they're be- or, and they're better. Like Adrian Peterson came back from an ACL tear <laughs> rushed for two like K and looked like faster. Yeah. Like it's, you know, maybe that's steroids. I don't know. I don't really have a position on that, but yeah, so another place that that money went, Ben, was to the franchise tagging of a certain wide receiver on this team. And yeah. I know what you're thinking. Did they bring back Rico Gathers? And the answer is no. They signed Dalton Schultz to an $11 million franchise tag. Oh, I thought you know I thought you were going to uh, our Noah Brown guy. You know, he, they did He's more of up. a light end, so... The great, the great Noah Brown did come back. Uh, surprisingly, he did not. He did not command the type of money that I think he should have, Andy. But yeah, you know. his agent must suck, dude. Like <laughs> he must have a horrible representation to only be getting that kind of you money. You know, if but... you watch, if you watch that Niner game, you know, you just Noah Brown targets were super effective stuff. So Dalton Schultz gets franchise tagged. I'll be yeah, honest, this man. This bizarre, one's a real man. head scratcher to me, dude. This guy, and I know. Many Cowboys fans fell head over heels in love with Dalton Schultz this year. Um, I just see like the most replaceable dude. Like he's pretty okay at just about everything except blocking. He's fucking horrible at blocking. And he's decent when wide open in the passing game. I I do not see $11 million of value there. Like, yeah, I don't either. And I think, I think if they let him walk, which I was fine with, they just have no option. So a lot of Cowboys fans think they're going. Is to is Jarwin a real? Is Jarwin that big as a downgrade? No, I love Starwin. Look, I I don't like this 
this move at all for, I mean, what was his tag wound up being like 12 million, 13 yeah, million. Ele- uh, yeah. Like something in that range. Like while it was our, our hiatus and I wasn't tweeting much, I did come out of my shell to be like, we only <laughs> paid Dalton Schultz. What? Um, I, I think this is a, a, a tragic misreading of like where stats don't tell the whole story. Like if you look at a season, you're like, man, Dalton was, Dalton had a great game. The difference is like, dude, guys aren't, scheming to stop schultz schultz is a recipient of what is around him he is he is not the cause you know what i mean like he is a he's a symptom you know that they're treating he he gets yeah he gets open because amari cooper cd lamb and michael gallup have eyes looking at them no one comes into a game being like wow we got to take away dalton schultz from like he's not getting kelsey or kittle or any of those elite tight ends that set the the value of uh the tight end market and yet he gets tagged which is it's crazy to me man i you know people are going to call me a a dak homer but i give every ounce of his production this year to dak prescott i think dak made him look a lot better than he is i think dak found him when he was open put him in good position to score on several occasions um, I just don't see anything that special there. Um, but again, you're right. They definitely are like very hard up at tight end. They waived Blake Jarwin on an injury and they re-signed Jeremy Sprinkle to a one-year deal. So clearly they are the fucking covered as bear when it comes to tight end. It is, but you, do you, is that a bad thing? Like I, I know having a great tight end is great, but he, it's a luxury piece. Like I just don't, understand franchise tagging a a luxury item like Dalton Schultz being on this team I'll put it this way do they win or lose any additional games by having him with like a league replace because out there you could have signed a veteran like Jonu Smith uh I don't know Delaney Walker I guess he was out there but there was a just like yeah whatever he's a guy veterans out there that I think would be fine in that role at a and Dalton Schultz price. is like the highest paid guy. You know what I mean? He's like the the most overpaid a guy I've ever seen. Yeah, and and that's that's what I mean. He's 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 just a guy. Like I think he had a great oh sorry I think he had a great uh, season, and awesome for him. I I mean glad he got paid, but man, like I don't I I don't get it. That that was a weird one for me. Um, I. I don't know if they're going to sign him long-term, Andy, or they're going to see what they get in the draft. But, man, I, in a hard cap league where you're you're telling your fans you got to let go of uh, Amari Cooper and, and a couple names here we'll get to, including a, a big one of, of your faves. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Giving faves. Thir- thir- 13 mil to uh, this guy is is, is a head-scratcher. Well, just... they, got, they got busy in this like first week of March, so they re-signed Noah Brown. They release Greg Zerline, which I think we can all agree that's addition by oh, subtraction for sure. Thank they wave God. they wave Jarwin. They trade Amari for a fifth and sixth round pick. Um, and then they give back the sixth. So like he only we only get the fifth. And then they release the next day. They cut Lael Collins. So the eternal so, problem child of the Cowboys' offensive line is finally jettisoned from this team. That was really wild too. And so he was the other one that kind of got mentioned with Amari, right? As being yep. a cap casualty. And when they made the move for Amari, I'm really surprised they went with Lael. Um, look, we've talked at length about how difficult finding a franchise tackle is in this league and how Tyron Smith has seen the best part of his career come and go. I'm not saying he's bad. He can be great when healthy, but when healthy is always going to, it's always games like it tops. It's always going to be something with Tyron, right? Like his body is, it's always going to be something. And so you need to find his replacement. They found a beautiful free, uh, non or unrestricted free agent as a rookie in, in Terrence Steele. He's done wonderful for them. He's been everything you could ask for for a guy that was signed after the draft had come and gone. Made huge improvements last year. Still, I was a bit shocked by this move. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. 
the O-line struggled. I think you've put yourself in a position where now you have to spend a pick on it, but it's clear L was in the doghouse of the McCarthy era. Yeah, and he just didn't stand out from Terrence Steele. Like, the Cowboys are basically like, do we keep paying this dude $10 million a year to maybe show up and perform as good as a guy that's making three hundred grand, Or do we just let well, Steele and take look, the job and cut this guy? The first, like, showing he gets paid, and then he comes, when McCarthy gets hired, the first impression he gets of Terrence Steele is, wow, okay, so our franchise right tackle showed up out of weight. Couldn't pass conditioning test. Then he hurt his hip, missed the entire season, whether that's, uh, you know. Yeah. They, they just never liked how that went down. Then he showed up, and the whole, like, Pop paid off. For weed, po- tried to pay the guy. Yeah, weird. <laughs> a fucking a tester? Like, the most wild story and got five games and then fought it when he would have got it reduced, and when it got looked at by a judge, they – re-enabled the, uh, the he was gonna get box. two games he would have been already back by the time the the appeal was done it was so insane and meanwhile terrence Steele's going out there and kind of just playing his ass off to be honest like he played great in the tampa bay game he played great in those first five games they looked awesome the line especially at right guard i think they try to make him a or right tackle they try to make him a swing tackle he struggled much more on the the left but which i mean um, dude that's, that's a fine. that's a big ask for a guy that like you know, a year before you weren't sure was going to be in the NFL. And now you're like, hey, can you play both of the most important positions on the offensive line? Like, that's a lot. So, yeah, I think that was. And then the next day, they go out and they re-sign Leighton Van Der Esch to a one-year deal. They re-sign Malik Hooker, uh, and they re-sign Dorrance Armstrong to a two-year contract. Now, the Dorrance contract becomes more important because mm. little did we know that in the background – was this Randy Gregory issue. This was wild. This whole scene played out so... This was kind of the beginning of Cowboys fans being frustrated at the offseason. It played out so wild and so publicly. Yeah. So so they, they announce... It's announced, like Adam Schefter level announced, that Randy the Gregory... Cowboys tweeted signing, it. Yeah. Their they official are tweeted it. They are re-signing Randy Gregory to... Uh, like five years, $72 million deal or something like that. Which, by the way, I thought was pricey. But I'll hey, that's that's DNs, man. I get it. I know. Like, that's just what it is. So, okay, cool. Everyone's like, great. Then it comes out that, no, he's actually not signing with the Cowboys. He's signing with the Broncos for identical money. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this? So then it turns out, it, the story comes out that, Randy Gregory says, this is his version, that they agreed to the deal, everything was chill, and then they were like, oh, by the way, there's language in this contract where if you get suspended, we yank your money. The Cowboys version is, that's in every contract. Every one of the guys on this team signs a deal that says if you get suspended, you get whatever, you pop positive for drugs, you don't get paychecks for that time. Right. And 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 don't get me wrong, I I understand the concept of like, hey, we had a deal. You know what I mean? And if it really went down that they were offering him a contract without that language and then put it in after he had agreed to it and they tweeted it, that's a shitty move. However, one, I have a tough time believing that. I have a really tough time believing that they were about to sign that kind of contract with him, given that all the other guys signed contracts with it in there. That's that would be really everyone but Dak. Sure. For, and look, quarterbacks are a different breed. They're and they, you're, like they're allowed to do Dak that. has earned that, dude. Like yeah. Dak has earned the Dak has devoted his entire life to being like Tiger Woods level PR robot, like early Tiger, Hello World <laughs> level PR robot. So like he gets to do the fucking yogurt commercials. All right. That's Dak. That's what he wanted to be. Randy, you didn't want to be that. So your path came with other things. What pisses me off is Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I have caped for this motherfucker for damn near a decade now. Okay. Your he boy. Got, he is your my, boy. Yeah. We, we we have gone. We have. We have. Type debate. And I, I never understood the fascination with Randy Gregory. I never got why people drooled over the potential of this. Um, and look, he. 
you 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 always took up the mantle for him. I did. And I and it sucks the most because he showed it this year. He showed why people were waiting so long for him. He was a game disruptor. The guy was a beast. Like he was showing the capability that everyone had waited for, that everyone expected of him. And the idea that like once you get down to signing the contract that the Cowboys basically giving you a career. Like most teams are not giving you six years to figure it the fuck out on not smoking weed for him to like sign at another place for equal money and kind of throw the whole team under the bus and talk shit about our fans. That really sucks, man, because this entire town was basically like rooting for you to like overcome your own personal obstacles and like, I be just, the player that everyone believed you could be. Dude, this got handled so weird in social media. And maybe that's just me being on Twitter way, way, way too much. But people in media came out of the woodwork to like say, this is egg on Dallas's face. Denver should never let them live this down. Like Steven screwed this up at the last minute. You know, he, this is awful GMing, yada, yada. And I was just, I was kind of taken aback and, and someone tweeted, I think it was Sean Sharif. And I, I, I think the message ultimately was, and I'm paraphrasing that I believe people fell in love with the story more than they did the player. And to a lot of people, this guy was a symbol of like overcoming obstacles in your life, overcoming mental health issues, overcoming addiction, addiction and depression and speaking about that earnestly and honestly this year. And I think that made him a very, it's, it's weird to say heartwarming story, but I think it, it really grabbed a ton of people that, that can relate. He felt very relatable. And yeah, so, that's definitely where I was coming from. It's definitely an empathetic rooting, but when it comes to it. if you look purely at the production, I, I don't like, would I have rather had him? Sure. And I, I get that the money was there, but he's 29 coming off 11 starts, six sacks. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't feel like we lost a, a pro bowl. I mean, he's borderline pro. You know what I mean? I, I don't feel like the, the way it was depicted, people acted like we lost a fucking all pro DN. On, on some level, I get it. Like, look, if a, if a guy that gets 20 sacks a year is worth 20 million, then a guy that's getting 17 QB hits and all this shit and blowing up and runs in the backfield, sick pick six, six or seven sacks and only like 10 or 11 starts. Like, I get it. That's and and for the money you were going to pay him, which was like, what, like 13, 14 million. Of course, I would have rather had that. Of course I would have, but man, he just showed like such a, I, I really do. Th I think it was just like, he showed like a significant level of immaturity. Like it really. Well, and also like, I, I'm not saying you have to be loyal to your team, your money, but like Dallas did give this guy a ton of chances where he wouldn't have had, like I, you know he would have been it's out not the even, league. It's not even chances, dude. It's like chances plus a job to do when, he was not allowed to be at the facility because like the NFL's drug testing thing is like when you're when you're banned, you are totally cut off. So the Cowboys like got local companies that they have contracts with to hire Randy to do work for them. They got him to they got him mentorships with like Charles Haley and like you know, Marines that have PTSD and shit. They got they put him through rehab a fucking gang of times. They put the Des rules in place where they had all kinds of support systems for this dude. Like they did more than any NFL team is expected or required to do to make it work for a guy. And when it came down to it, the idea that they would just, I mean, basically all that, all that language in the contract says is, Hey, we're not going to forget that this happened. Like we're going to acknowledge as adults, so, that this is the reality of the situation. There's bunch the of fact that they did the fact that they didn't refuse like that, like he's basically punishing the entire city and its fan base for making what would be a sound business decision in any fucking context. So it's shitty, dude. And you know what? I'll be honest, man. Going to a place that has unlimited free weed everywhere and no contract language to 
like hurt him if he doesn't. My guess is Randy Gregory is going to get in trouble again. And we will see who has that on their face in 18 months. It might be Denver. Yeah, so I I think that could happen. I I think some of this too was I don't know who's to blame, whether you want to say Steven dropped the ball at the last minute, whether you want to say that Randy Gregory has a new agent, Peter Schaefer, and Peter Schaefer didn't relay how the situation unfolded. And then apparently the Cowboys said Peter Schaefer was, when the Cowboys tried to salvage it, he ignored all their calls on the second day um, before he, because technically the deal was agreed to right before the window opened right they have that like right. uh initial period so yeah he he you know they it's a he said she said at this point you know and it's weird that schaefer would say no other team never in 30 years have i seen that language about and the the clause ultimately is i, I to your point right it's about if you get in trouble or suspended your guarantee money can go away. What they didn't like and what they said Dallas adds in it as an extra is about guarantees potentially being wiped out by any fine imposed by the NFL. And fine part, right? You could get that for roughing the passer or whatever. And Dallas came back and said, no, 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 we never use it, but it's a standard clause we put in everyone's contract. And so they were like, well, if you never use it, why does it need to be in the contract? And a very weird back and forth that old just soured in his mouth. But you're right. I didn't like how he he went on Twitter, got all defensive about it. I just don't think you needed to, you know, like you're you're yeah. 29, you're professional. You If you're living a good, healthy life, preaching that self-love, I think you just take the high road and say, thanks for everything, Dallas. I'm, I'm out. But, yeah, so – I don't know. Oh, I, so I, that all all that. Taste, but yeah, it's it, it's strange. At the end of the day, Randy Gregory is is no longer Dallas Cowboy. So yeah. So it's so that we've already talked about a couple holes in this team: uh, offensive line, wide receiver, defensive end. All of these are holes that have been there before today and exist now to an even larger degree. Um, now the Cowboys did bring in some guys. Uh, they signed James Washington, the, which is a signing I'm a I am a fan of. Um, loved that. They also brought in Especially Dante since, Fowler, former number three overall yeah. pick, who can rush the passer about, a little bit. And I mean, he gives you five sacks. That's pretty much what you're getting from Randy, and for a hell of a lot cheaper. So we'll see. Yeah. So a, a couple, um, I guess re ups. You know, they did re up Dorrance Armstrong after Randy got away, which I like your deal. I like he's fine, and that was a very affordable deal. Carlos Watkins came back on a one-year deal, fine, whatever. Um, LVE left, or no, sorry, he re-upped on a one-year deal. Oh, he one thought he deal. was going to leave, and he signed for another year, which I'm fine. I mean, at the price he's getting, you, you need know, bodies. You need bodies. He gives you depth. especially he's a smart and especially player. until uh, Jabril Cox, until his like ACL situation is resolved, and we see what he really is on the field. Like you're gonna have to have someone play linebacker. Right. Um, and then a weird one, and, and um Cedric Wilson got a pretty nice deal from the Dolphins. He's gone. You know what? I can't I can't blame Sed, dude. He made no. the absolute most of an opportunity. He had he knew after like several years being the number four guy, he had this one shining moment for from like weeks like three until like week twelve to like I got to do it all. And he did it all. He threw touchdown passes. He's fucking doing reverses. He's Hell, catching... he had a nice playoff game compared to he, everyone dude, else. I mean... Cedric Wilson is a great player, and I have nothing bad to say about him, and I'm stoked that he got a $20 million deal. That's I love awesome Ced. for him. He, good. Yeah, three years, $22.8 million. Um, unfortunately the... for him, the Dolphins immediately traded for Tyree Kill, so now he's kind of third-wheeled at Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, but... The I Dolphins think, love paying uh, guys that I like on a personal level, but I don't think are worth the money they're being paid. Like, shout out to my dude, Jakeem Grant. Love him to death. They gave him $20 million. And yeah, I'm just like, for what, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, for what, though? Like, he's sick. Like, and I again, return, one of the man. nicest, nicest dudes I've ever met personally while we were at Tech. Friend of the pod. Worked, yeah, super good dude. And has like nine kids. So, Damn, he really? needs that 20 million. So yeah, he married okay. his hometown sweetheart, dude. He had like five kids in college and then like kept 
pumping him out. So he's got a whole fucking little league team. Um, but he he got the bag. Now Sed's got the bag. I'm fully in favor of it. Uh, I don't know if it's the best cap strategy for the Dolphins, but I love it. They love paying former Cowboys. They, I mean, you, well, you, to, to add Jones, one, like to add one more former Cowboy, a much maligned player, and one we might need we might need to play the music on on top of this when it when it comes out is Connor Williams, the left guard for Dallas for the last four hellacious the greatest seasons. holding offensive lineman in the history of the game. Show me one guy that holds no one this no one commits penalties like Mr. C dub, the huge guard. Fucking huge. I don't I I I am willing to Is bet he- let me just say that I want to send a special message of condolence to all the Chili's locations in the DFW Metroplex because their business just went down by like 10% because they're no longer feeding the beast that is Connor Williams, dude. So yeah, Connor Williams is gone. I'm totally okay with that. Um, I do want to talk a, on a two year deal. So I do want to talk a little bit about this James Washington situation. Cause this is a guy that back in the day when this dude was roasting fools at Oklahoma state, dude, you, you might be able high to, on this. Kid. You might be able to find a podcast where we begged Dallas to yeah. draft James Washington. I was fully on board. I loved James Washington. Um, He went to the Steelers. The Steelers wide receiver room at the time was like both stacked with talent and a mess. They were going through kind of the Antonio Brown. It's the end of that situation. Uh, Who was the other guy they had that was like super? Well, then they got Juju and then they got like Chase Claypool. And then they added, who's the third one? Deontay Johnson. Like he just never seemed to be able to make his way to the top wide receiver stack oh and, and martavis bryant was on that team he might have been when they first drafted him yeah. i can't remember martavis has had a wild career yeah so the uh or had i think he's long gone from the nfl now. He, he is on the uh he has been suspended from the toronto argonauts on january 25th of this year for martavis drugs. yeah sick <laughs> you're still getting suspended in the CFL who like does not give a fuck. Like that's a bad sign, but Hey, keep rolling, dude. I hope you get back. But yes, James Washington was on the Steelers uh, for a couple of years. Let me look at exactly how long he played for them here. Uh, so he was on Okie state. He absolutely beasted while he was there uh, drafted in 2018. Uh- he had his second year in the league was probably his best year. He had 44 catches for 735 and three touchdowns. And then his utilization has just gone down like crazy since then. Last, like in 2020, 392 and five TDs. And then last year, 285 and two touchdowns. Um, kid's only 26. He has a skill set. I think it's a great signing for the money, personally. I love it, man. I, I think. As far, I think you love him more as your number four than number three. We'll see what Dallas does in the draft because right now you have Ceedee Lamb as your clear cut one, Michael Gallup your clear cut two, and we don't know when Gallup's going to be back. So that's interesting. They said he's not going to be back for week one. I know they already came out and said that, which is he like delayed getting surgery for like three months or not three, like two months after his injury, yeah. which was odd to me, but um. Anyway, yeah, I love James Washington coming out. I love it for the signing. I think that's good value, Texas kid. Um, I think I think he'll make some good splash plays. I think he's a good but different player than Cedric Wilson for like a third, fourth guy who can make a splash play type of guy. I don't Agreed. think he's ever going to be a bona fide two or what I thought he was going to be entering the league. But that said, I, I could I could see him having a couple, you know, a seven hundred yard season. You know, and I'll be like very that. stoked for every big catch by J Dub. So they did that. They also re-signed one of the only all pros on this team, Brian Fucking Anger, baby, the goat punter, the punter of all punters, was re-signed to a three-year contract. So Cowboys opponents will be starting at the fucking one yard line deep in their own territory for at least the next three years. And that I am on board with. Yeah, I I I'm all about it, man. He he was the best player on the team. I think he got the walk star star of the game, in fact, for the playoff game. So he did his job. And then the final real signing of this year, which was touch and go all the way up until the end, until March 20th, 
J. Ron Curse coming back to oh. the Cowboys, which that one had it's me sweating. This was my favorite re-signing. I loved what J. Ron Curse brought to this team. Love the attitude. Love that this dude will chirp your ass on Twitter, even though it annoys me when other people do it. J. Ron's tight when he does it. Um, I, I don't know what to say. This kid was a stud for them. I mean, he was a great tight end oh, guy. We're uh, kind of leaving one out here. Uh, J. Ron Curse's return is kind of compounded by the return of Dan Quinn, who it was very yes. much thought was going to leave this team. Go to he, he got offered a plethora of head coaching opportunities, and he is back as the defensive coordinator of this football team. Um, no one really knows under what condition that is. Was he told? Was he given the old uh, coach in waiting position by the Jones family? We do not know. But so, he worked really well with these guys, and he worked really well developing Micah, using him in a whole bunch of roles that people did not foresee him in, and using guys like J. Run Curse, who yeah. coming in was just kind of a guy. And he was a stud on this defense. He wore the green dot. He was a captain. Like Dan Quinn made the most of this dude. So I'm stoked that both of them are back. He was awesome, man. That, both of those great signings. Um, you know, I want to pivot a little bit to speaking of Dan Quinn being back. That reminded me about all the coach drama. Do you remember yes. like how weird this was? So like a month or two ago, if you, had your head in the sand and you didn't pay any attention, which I think even if you paid no attention, you had to hear. There's a lot of chatter about was McCarthy going to lose his job after this? Was he not? Were they going to keep Dan Quinn? Apparently he had a, like Dan Quinn called McCarthy to, and they had to talk it out. And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, if I was younger, I probably wouldn't want you here, but he's like, you know, I think this is a better football team with you staying as a DC. Dan Quinn agreed to come back and stay, which I think is very cool. McCarthy. And McCarthy not only had that sweating over him, Sean Payton yeah. leaves the New Orleans Saints, retires, and instantly the rumors start that Dallas uh, wants him. Like every year, but, but now there's now it's like there's there's blood in the water because now it's like he doesn't have to leave he doesn't have to leave New Orleans for this. He's just on the street. Dog, there are and, talks of like a first round pick getting sent for this guy. Well, and let me say this. If they had decided to fire McCarthy and hire Sean Payton, your boy's not mad at that. They, I think because he retired, they still had some sort of, I can't remember the exact specifics, but yeah, I it, it became a very big talking point at the beginning of free agency. And I still am not unconvinced that if McCarthy and the Cowboys underachieve this year, that Sean Payton will oh, yeah. be the very first name spoken next off season. Um, if, there's, if there's one thing Jerry loves, it's bringing in one of his guys and dude, fucking Sean Payton is a Jerry Jones guy to the there core. are certain players and coaches that they just cannot take their eye off of the Jones Bro, family. If, if Jones Jerry family Jones could, and, if Jerry Jones could sign, if he could Payton sign Randy Parker. Moss today, he would Jerry Jones would sign Randy Moss today to the Dallas Cowboys just so he could finally, exercise that ghost of draft night from many years ago well that's you know i i think the sean payton thing is really interesting because they've openly flirted with sean payton for years so yeah. i don't know man i i think he's, there's he's real kind smoke of the ex, there was a there was a like point the, there was a point where i really thought there's a know? really there was a point where i really thought he might get traded here like they, he, they might actually do it this offseason. Now wind up not, and they stuck with McCarthy and have committed, committed to McCarthy for what that's worth. But man, I I don't think we've heard the end of that tale. No, Sean Payton is the <clears throat> Sean Payton is, and this is going to be a highly specific metaphor. Sean Payton is like the girl that you always like flirted with in high school, and the timing just never worked out. You know, yeah. And then like years later, you're in college. You're, you're in a serious relationship and you're like running into that girl again. And your current girlfriend can tell just from the fucking vibes in the room. She's like, who is this bitch? What's going on here? And you're just like, oh, no, oh, she's super cool. Dude. Well, she's super good chick. Like, but it just never worked out. You know, like we did have this. It was so funny. We were like 15. We said if we if we were single at 30, we'd get married. But, you know, like we were just fucking around. We were kids. And your girl's just instantly like, I hate this person. Like. And that's McCarthy right now, dude. McCarthy is the stable, long-term girl. She's not as hot. She's like a, a solid eight. But this other chick, she's, she's a she's dangerous still, ten. 
she's still, a dangerous ten. She's every time you open up the Facebook page, you just you somehow just you find your way creeping on the profile and checking it out, you know, just seeing what she's up to, you know, nothing, you're not going to do anything. Just, just seeing what's going on. Just always keeping tabs on her. Um, if I can expand on even the metaphor, it's, it's, it's not even like we're at college anymore. It's now we're in our thirties and yeah. you may even be settled down, but you know, if you hit a little Rocky patch and then you see her and oh, all of a sudden she's, Oh, she's, she's not in a relationship anymore. Hmm. She's, She's what available? happened there? Huh? I thought she was and, married to that doctor in Florida. <laughs> and the, <laughs> that's where we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can be careful with that one. <laughs> so there you go. The girl that got away, Jay, uh, uh, Sean Payton. But like you said, man, I don't think we've seen the last of Sean. I would, I would be willing to bet he will be in close proximity to whatever the situation is this year. And if, yeah, if you're right, if McCarthy uh, doesn't put it all together this year, there's a really good chance that next year we're looking at either head coach Dan Quinn or head coach Sean Payton. So, which would jettison the boy genius? Who, man, we want to talk about a guy who had a big turnaround in their reputation this year. There were like week four, there were people that were like, should they just go ahead and make Kellen Moore the fucking coach right now? Otherwise he's going to leave. Oh, geez, man. Kellen, I'm so glad that like the shine, the anointing oil is on full sale now for, for Kellen. He, he was like at one point, Dude, his stock is on liquidation sale right now. Like he you was can like, buy Kellen he Moore was like, for a buck a share. He was like fucking Dogecoin back when Elon Musk was on SNL, like peak. Like that oh, was yeah. him, like week three or four. Like you had, oh, dude, this might this might run to ten dollars. Holy shit! <laughs> then just crash. And, and then suddenly someone's like, wait, there's an unlimited supply of these, and they have a dog on them, and that's it. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, dude. He might fuck. be like he might be the Dogecoin of the NFL. Like Dude, that might be Kellen's value. I think we got to roll with that. That's that's the new thing, the Doge coin of the NFL. Like he's just, it's kind of funny at times, and like sometimes you even you might even be tempted to buy into it. But at the end of the day, there's no, there's, I won't go so far as say there's no value there because he's young. You know, maybe he figures it out though. Maybe maybe there maybe there's a value we don't understand yet. But I'll be the first to admit that if Kellen comes out hot out the gate again and they go five and oh i'll be fucking God. sitting here like an you asshole will. being like you know I, I gotta give it to kellen dude he proved me wrong brother man <laughs> it's gonna piss me off you will and zach of course will jump on but i actually think he you know he might have figured it out and I'm like, god damn it it's gonna <laughs> you gotta be the like... voice of reason dude you gotta be the one that's like no i don't want to let me play you this audio let me play you this audio from last off season fuck this i don't want to hate him it's just like i Part of me felt vindicated when when things crashed and burned. I was like, at least people see what I see about Kellen Moore, boy genius. So that is the state of the Cowboys as of today. Um, I would say as far as needs going into the draft, and we'll get deeper into this next week, you're looking at offensive line, defensive line, wide receiver. I do want to talk about one more thing, Andy, before we get uh, – yeah to wrap up is uh there's also a very intriguing story that dude is i can't believe we week. gapped i i spaced on this like i i love exactly like where you're going i was uh, scrolling and I, I luckily saw the headline and i was like oh shit thank god um yeah so very public thing i was uh i'll kind of context it this way or, or give the background this way i was scrolling twitter one night and i saw a very vague tweet that said, like, there's a very high-profile cowboy that's about to get in a lot of trouble. I hope it's not true. And I was like, wow, ah, what the fuck? I've heard that, that before. I remember yeah, I the, like, de the Dez tape was going to come out and fucking ruin Dez. Like, and so I was like, man, what the hell is this about? And then all of a sudden I see another tweet that's like, man, I hope the Kelvin Joseph stuff's not true. I don't want to speculate on it, but I hope it's not true. So now I, my, my, my spider senses are full tingle. And I start Googling this. And so what starts leaking out is there was a murder in Dallas and someone made a Facebook post and the police, I think, actually sent out like a thing saying, hey, we need help solving the murder of, and I don't have the, the guy's name actually. So 
apologies about that. But we need help solving this murder. And here are some pictures. And in one of the pictures, it looks like a guy is wearing a YKD chain. Now that chain. The the, the man's a, name was Cameron Ray. Just I didn't want us to let like, go died. too far oh, without yeah, saying yeah. his name. So rest in yeah. peace. Cameron, uh, Cameron Ray, 20-year-old. Yeah, not, in town celebrating his birthday on Lower Greenville. Um, from Athens, Texas, real small town. Him and his boys came in for the weekend. And yes, continue. So yes. Anyway, the article the police put out saying, "Hey, we we need you know calling for information." And there's a chain with YKDV, which is an acronym for you know the vibes. And if you remember, Kelvin Joseph, one Kelvin Joseph was drafted. And AKA Bossman Fat. His rapper name is YKDV Bossman Fat. So all of a sudden, there's speculation that the guy in this picture. Is Kelvin Joseph. So I run over and look at Kelvin Joseph's Instagram, private and deleted everything. There's no pictures of all of him wearing the chain anymore. Well, let's and be I, real. I, it was him. The picture is him. It is definitely yes. Kelvin Joseph. So, yeah, yeah. So speed it up. It winds up. It is him. He is being looked at for murder, actual murder. And I'm like, holy shit. So I'm texting the group. And then it comes out. The Cowboys put out like a vague statement. It starts making the waves. You know, saying like, hey, we, you know, we're going to let the investigation, you know, we don't, whatever we, you know, tragedy involving this death. They didn't really come to, we'll let it play out. And then I see a thing from Kelvin Joseph's lawyer saying, hey, my client was in the car, but he didn't do this. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. He was legitimately like involved in a murder. Yeah. And I, the video is nuts. It's, it's too, it's a scene you have seen. If you've ever been in a college town or out for a night in a bar district, you've seen this a thousand times, two groups of dudes probably fucked up walking in opposite directions. And the groups are kind of just walking wherever they want to. And so they intermingle and this conflagration of bodies leads to some bumping of some kind, some shit talk occurs. They scuffle a little bit and they, they go off. Later, we see this group, including Cameron Ray and his friends, walking through a parking lot when an SUV speeds by in the corner of the frame, and some dude just puts a Glock with a, a – It's a. this is a huge issue with the police right now is that there is a $17 switch you can buy on the internet and put on a any model of Glock and make it full automatic. So huge problem in Chicago, huge problem in New York, and obviously in Texas – so this dude just lets off like 30 rounds in like a two second, you know, space. And one of, and a couple of them hit this kid and kill him. Um, and yeah, apparently, you know, the, uh, apparently Kelvin Joseph is in this car with a couple of his boys from Baton Rouge and two of them have now been arrested for this murder. So yeah, it comes out that, like I said, that, that it was kind of a slow leak at first. It came out that they couldn't say if he was present but they believed he was. Then it said, yeah, we believe he is present and we want to talk to him. And then they, they didn't call him a person of interest, but they said they, they wanted to know more. He goes up there, talks to police. And then two days later, or a day later, two men are arrested. Um, they said his, the Cowboys, the Cowboys encouraged him to talk to the cops. Um, so what hasn't been said though, and what I've heard asked, and I'm sure, you know, I mean, this, this murder took place on March 17th. So, like, all this information's just very recently come out in the last week. So he basically sat on this for a month, whether he was what his lawyer said, just happened to be in the car, had no idea it was coming. That's the story that they've said. He supposedly cooperated with the police. Two men have been arrested. But, man, I – golly, man, that's – it. It's a messy situation. Uh, he, he reported to camp today or yesterday like nothing had happened to off-season workout. Um, and yeah, I, I, I still haven't heard if he told Dallas originally that he was not involved here. Here's my, here's my, if he was, theory. if he was not there when he was originally asked, because there's a lot of guys who've been cut for less, Andy, I'll put it that I, way. I, I want to say this, the fact that he was in this car and the statement is all about like, he was in the car, but he didn't shoot. He was encouraged by the team to go talk to the cops. He did. Two guys were arrested, and that he's being allowed to practice. 
I don't want to speculate and I don't want to put anything on his name. There's really only one path to that being the sequence of events. And to me, that is that Kelvin Joseph told on these two guys. It seems now, like that would be the <laughs> the now, writing is there. The writing. Is I am there. not about to do what fucking half of this white suburban kids in America do on Twitter whenever anything like this comes up and be like, no, nah, dude, I would never snitch, bro. I would hold it down for gang, bro. Like on 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 hood, dude. On God, I would never fucking snitch, dude. I am not in a position to tell you whether it's right or wrong to say that to the police about people you're close to. Um, the rule I've always heard from you know any source close to that kind of situation is that like if you put yourself in that situation, you owe it not to snitch. Like if you were involved. Now, if Kelvin Joseph didn't know these dudes had guns and they pulled out weapons and sprayed down a random dude and he's in the front seat being like, holy shit, you have a gun? Then Sure, tell the cops. Well, look, um, I mean, he may not have ever said anything if he didn't get spotted in this video. Like he almost certainly wouldn't have. Like, I mean, that's fucking wild, dog. Dude, and and I'll say this, Baton Rouge is a crazy place. I mean, this happened the, in Dallas though. No, I understand that, but all these dudes are from Baton Rouge. And the Baton Rouge like situation right now, like we've seen this play out via the NBA Youngboy situation. It is a crazy place. It is, and certainly the rap music that I've heard from Boss Man Fat very much echoes the style and content of NBA Youngboy. And it is clear that they are, the people around him and himself have been exposed to a tremendous amount of violence, gang-related violence, those kind of things. It has been said from the jump that it is a concern that he is, you know, kind of taking this rap thing so seriously that he well, surrounded himself with these dudes from B BR left, who are definitely got, gang what, members kicked out of LSU or Alabama. It was LSU. Yeah. LSU. Yeah. He got kicked out of LSU or left on his own accord, but might've been kicked out. Pretty I, much asked so, to leave. Yeah. I heard something from an insider, Bobby belt. Um, he's often on the fan and often, you know, if you find him on Twitter, always anyway, Cowboy Insider, and he said that he's just one of those guys, the people you talk to, it's always something. It's always yeah. something with this guy. And apparently Dallas wasn't too thrilled about his rookie season. There's reports that he was consistently late. There are reports that he never no-called, no-showed, but there was always something that popped up, why he couldn't be there or show right. up or why he, why he didn't watch film the night before or whatever. And there's just there's always something going on with this guy. And that's why he fell to the second round. I mean, Dallas, once again, sometimes it's worked for him. Sometimes it hasn't. But this was a guy that the tape, they loved the tape. He had first round tape. Everyone who watched his tape said this kid is really fucking good. But yeah, this is the type of stuff. And, like, he's only 20 years old, but 22 years old, sorry. But I don't know, man. You put yourself in a situation where – you're hanging around people that are legitimately killing other people. Like yes, that's, that's carrying guns and willing to use them. Like that's that's you're asking you're for something up, to go wrong, dude. You're asking yeah, you're, for something to go wrong. And if he, you know, I mean, it, look, the, the the DPD Dallas PD has said the on, the investigation is still ongoing. He hasn't been charged with anything yet. Maybe he got a sweetheart deal. Maybe not. Maybe he really was just wrong place, wrong time with the wrong people. But man, this is really scary if you just look at the football side but it's a very scary for his future um yeah, and if you look absolutely. at his real life side it's really scary about where his future could go so i don't know man I, I i i it's a bizarre situation but holy shit i mean i just don't know i don't know what to make of that i don't i don't know like i don't know what's going to happen from this but he was present during a murder that's pretty serious shit yeah, and it leaves the Cowboys cornerback room. I hate to keep making this all about football, but this I is know. A, a it, football podcast. It feels podcast. so weird because, like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's ultimately I mean, what matters here is that Cameron Ray gets justice. Like him sure. and his family get Absolutely. justice. Absolutely, we are here to address the football side of things, and so please excuse like the insensitivity of caring about the football side. This leaves the Cowboys cornerback room in a weird spot. They've got Trey Diggs, who's an All Pro and seemingly never does anything wrong. So love that. Um, on the other hand, you got two guys in Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis who probably aren't here next year. And you've got 
Kelvin Joseph. Clear for next year, they will be on this season, not right, right, right. I'm talking about 2023. Yeah. Um. So you're kind of on the one year time clock for those two guys, and then you've got Kelvin Joseph, who big question mark. Reggie Robinson only played special teams. We really don't know what he offers from a corner position. And so I ask you, Ben, would you trade this year's first and next year's first for Sauce Gardner? Just kidding. That will be yeah. on next week's episode when we get into the draft. But it leaves the cornerback room in an interesting place, to be sure. I love Sauce Gardner. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I Trey, would, I would do dude, give, this, me tra- this- give me Trey and Sauce, dude. A tray of Sauce. Man, I um, I'm really surprised they didn't cut him. To be honest, I mean, not surprised, but I I'm, I'm telling you the only that's the only way I can see that being the case is that they knew for a they basically talked to the cops and the cops told like, the Cowboys like if he like, if he rolls on these guys he will he will get immunity for his I just don't know like his accessory role. Who is it like DeAndre Baker? I remember was involved in like a some sort of incident and he got cut. Um, okay, but he actively participated in a strong arm <laughs> robbery. So, like, yeah. okay, it's a little. I'm just saying, there's. And then, no, look, like Damon I said, Arnett only... literally got on Snapchat with a fucking yeah, a super a gun, just saying if anyone wants AR-15. the smoke, but anyone wants the smoke, he's got it, and he got cut. Now he was bad at football too, yeah. so that doesn't help. I, but... I really do think the only way that this guy is still on the team, I have to believe that basically the Cowboys. Because we know the Cowboys have a relationship with the cops. That's just is oh, what it is, yeah, and so. I'm for fairly sure. confident that the ca- the Cowboys, maybe this was even how it was communicated to Kelvin, that it was like through the team, that it was like, look, your life can go away. Your team can, all this shit goes here's away. Here's your lawyer. Or when he here's your lawyer, real, you, or you roll you make, on this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah you, you roll on these two guys, they go to jail, send money to their books, take care of their mamas, and you fucking play football. Those are the options. And... Given those options, man, I think most of us probably would make that choice. I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I I, I said it to our group chat. Like, you're looking at twenty years in jail, or you're looking at a football career. Like, that's you know, talk about two extremes, man. Like, be an NFL millionaire or inmate number whatever. But like, what's that? That's like the old uh, silver lead proposition yeah plato plato plomo yeah dude fuck so yeah it'll be interesting to see how they address all this stuff um ben is there any other big off-season headlines we want to touch on before we get out of here he also changed his number by the way to number two so yes he isn't going to be number two uh just just wanted to point that out for Whatever reason, but that's only, uh, how tight would it be if he was number one eighty seven? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, every white boy Cowboys fan in like South Lakes, like, yo, that's hard though. Oh man, oh for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that shit's kind of hard though. So, huh? Yes. Well, as always, dude. It's a every Cowboys season off season is entertaining, dude, and this, this one. That's why we had to spend so much time. I mean, the amount of shit that has happened in two months. Like, we have, we didn't even talk about real briefly that, like, Jerry supposedly had a child out of wedlock, which is like the least surprising <laughs> news of of Dallas Cowboy offseason. But I mean, God, dude, what Every, I feel like the, the, the public reaction to that was like, wait, he hasn't done that before? Like, right. that's a new thing? Weird. Right. <laughs> and it was from like 96 or 95 or whatever, but. Whatever. I, of course, that was Lisa. We didn't even touch that because this is the Dallas Cowboys. Like, there's this shit just happens every day. There's a new headline. It's a circus out in fucking Frisco, dude. The the world's most expensive traveling circus. So, yeah, that is off season 2022. Like we Woo! said, we will be. Back. We're not even through it yet. We're not even no, through it yet. No, the real fun begins. So, uh, the draft is in two weeks. Uh. We will be back next Tuesday with your uh, draft preview episode with me, Ben, and Zach breaking down all the interesting, uh, tasty prospects that might be up for grabs for the Cowboys this year. A lot of needs, a lot of interesting players, a lot of talent that goes deep into this draft. So we'll see. Do they come out with a – do they go get an alignment? Do they get a, a sexy offensive weapon? 
do they replace bum Dak Prescott with a real quarterback? We'll find out. We'll find out in two short weeks. So do they, then do they trade it all for Debo Samuel? Dude, that is the latest right now is that so Debo Samuel wants out of San Francisco, apparently, apparently, and some Cowboys fan on Twitter named like Prescott for life Cowboys fan 27 <laughs> tweeted at him a poorly photoshopped image of him in Cowboys colors and was like, you'd look fucking tight with blue and white with fucking star on your helmet, brother. And he liked that. And so, of course, now everyone's like, Dallas Cowboys, like, uh, confirmed 100% officially black and white trading for Debo Samuel. Uh, absolutely happening. Who are they going to trade for him? So we'll see how that goes down. We'll see if Kellen Moore knows how to use a guy like Debo Samuel. Uh, it's all very interesting. We'll see if your CeeDee Lamb can get out of the goat house. You Dude, know, he's CeeDee. I'll say this. De, a young Des Bryant was at a very similar spot in the 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 goat hierarchy of fandom at this age in his career, and he turned into a superstar. I very much hope that CeeDee Lamb uh, learns how to catch a fucking football. And dude, he's has like, a similar if you just Google top ten wide receivers and look at rankings, he's like weirdly always around ten, and yeah. that just shocks me because I don't know if I consider him a top for myself but i think he's projecting that way it's just i don't know his his the 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 national perspective of him is that he's a star so yeah he's he makes sexy plays you know the patriots walk off touchdown this year the vikings one-hander last year the kid makes sexy plays my concern about him is that he drops routine passes at very key moments in huge games and that is not a good attribute to have so we shall see We'll see, we shall see. Uh, I fully expect him to dominate camp again this year. He was the absolute undisputed star of camp last year. People expected him to just absolutely. You're gonna you're gonna eat that. You're gonna eat that full course. That's gonna be a full course meal. Like you're gonna not leave a a a crumb on the plate. You're gonna buy into the the CD hype so hard. Yeah. Yep. That's just the way of the world, unfortunately. So, all right. Well, we will be back next week with the draft preview episode. Uh, thank you so much for rejoining us for yet another year of Dallas Cowboy football. Hopefully 2022 is the lucky year that we've all been waiting for. As always, I'm Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. Thank you so much. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Don't get captured. Peace.